This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno. Hi, this is Sassy Seppi. Hi, this is Leva Bates. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And you're listening to... And you are listening... And you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 30, and we are talking to Golden Boy Greg Anthony, and we're talking a little bit about the tournament going on in the WWE. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. And I want to say we talk a lot of professional. Yeah, wrestling. Let's, t- let's talk a lot this week. Be- but before we get there, let's handle our plugs. Uh, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shrope Nuts. S C H R O E P N U T S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out, and I'm also on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Also, go out to Facebook.com slash OversellPodcast and head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. Christmas season is regrettably here because Thanksgiving isn't really important anymore. It's all about Christmas now. But head but they over. Should, they should go on to Amazon and buy their turkey. Yeah, there you go. There. Buy your turkey. <laughs> buy all your fixings. Do it over at Amazon.com, but go through OversellPodcast.com. Also, one more plug this week. Guys, if you need help... Uh, buying present for your ladies. Mm-hmm. I've got the perfect su- suggestion for you. Go to beautycounter.com slash Abigail Schropel, A-B-I-G-A-I-L-S-C-H-R-O-E-P-P-E-L. And she has pre-built packages to help you uh, find something nice for your wife, you beauty go. products and stuff like that. So head over to beautycounter.com slash Abigail Schropel. We'll put the link over at oversellpodcast.com. That name sounds familiar. Yes, it does. Well, sounds very familiar. She got a good rate on the advertising fee. (laughs) (laughs) She's not doing special favors now, is she? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's letting us do this podcast upstairs in her house. Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, guys, how y'all doing this week? I've been all right. Got my eyes dilated today. Found out I need reading glasses, so yeah. And yet you're not wearing them right now. No. I, <laughs> you don't no, read I, when you talk. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I see like a hawk, like long distances and everything, but like apparently up close, I'm like, get stop. <laughs> 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 apparently up close, everything goes fuzzy. So uh, I'm, I'm not bad right now. I just need a reading prescription, and but I'm good. So. Okay. I'm getting old. Sucks. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm like the last guy in my entire family that doesn't wear glasses, and now I'm wearing glasses. So. Well, you know, at least you're still doing better than Seth Rollins. Well, yeah. <laughs> God, that's uh, God bless that's him. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now is a lot of injuries, not just Seth Rollins. You've got um, Orton out on a shoulder injury. You remember that dust. clip from uh, Space Jam where, like, <laughs> They're going down the line of all. I I saw that the other day. It was like the current WWE roster. They're going down the line of all of the demolished tunes from the Monstars, uh, you know, battle that they're having with the playing basketball and everything. And they they pretty much went down the line and said, "This is the current WWE roster." You know, (laughs) that was a pretty good, accurate video because the roster is just kind of in shambles because of injuries right now. And uh, you know, we're going. We've got this tournament going on for new WWE heavyweight champion 
mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion, and uh, some of the some of the matches that they've got at least in this second round. I just I I think the final four to me, and this is just me, should have been Cesaro, Owens, Reigns, and Ambrose. Okay, definitely go with that. Yeah. Reigns is going to get shit on when he loses to Cesaro again. It's going to happen. People love Cesaro. And I, he sh- he shouldn't have he shouldn't not be facing him until the semifinals at the pay per view. That's I hate that he's going ahead and facing yeah. Sheamus or, or famous uh, Cesaro. Yeah. Cesaro yeah. right the now. The current. Do we want to go ahead and go over the current brackets and stuff? Or? Yeah. Okay. yeah, might as well. Because I've got I've got the brackets pulled up here. <coughs> so does Mike. You guys are with um, your technology. Oh yeah, look at us. We're yeah. on 1997 on our ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, <coughs> Roman Reigns went over Big Show in the first round. Um, Cesaro went over Sheamus in the first round, so they're obviously meeting in this round. Uh, yet to happen is Alberto Del Rio versus Stardust. Which uh, I think Del Rio won that match, didn't he? Well, it's, it's technically airing right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, in yeah. about an hour. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Kalisto versus Ryback, I think we all know how that's going to end. Um... Yeah. Dean Ambrose over Tyler Breeze, and uh, that puts him in contention with Dolph Ziggler, who went over The Miz in the first round, and they're facing off to go to the quarterfinals. Um, Which, are they doing? Are they going to do another round next week, or do you think quarters and end is going to be at I the pay-per-view? The quor- I think the quarters and the end will be at the pay-per-view, if they're smart Man, about that's it. A, well, that's a... Man, they're gonna have some tired folks that night. No, they won't, because you got two. Ma- you, you're only gonna have two matches. Whoever go- whoever wins is gonna go. You know, you have, you'll have three matches. The winner will have wrestled three matches that night. Because you got your right now. You're at your eight. You got your four, and then you got your two. Okay, you're right. You're right. Quarter. If we're doing quarterfinals, I'm thinking <laughs> semifinals. Is what right. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're so, in the quarters. Okay. So, so like, I think semifinals and up will be done at the pay per view. So we'll get another round be. on TV it next might week. Be. And I think and, you know, uh, uh, it depends on how many other matches they they announce for the pay per view. Right, right, right. Because you know you're going to have like Undertaker and Kane taking on the Wyatts. Yeah, we mm-hmm. know that. We know there's going to be a Divas title match. Divas title match. Um, I thought they had said one other one. But yeah, well, and we're gonna we'll preview the card next week. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, but still in the first round we have uh, Kevin Owens over Titus O'Neil. Yep. Uh, so he's already in the quarter, and then uh, Neville and uh, Neville and King Barrett, which, which Neville won. Neville won. And Kalisto won too. Yeah. Kalisto won. Kalisto won over Ryback. Yeah. yeah. Kalisto he goes over tonight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so it's Del Rio and I'll take that Kalisto. back. It could be worse. You could be Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell! You know, one minute you're the Intercontinental Champion, and the next minute you're not even ranking it past first round of the WWE Championship. And you lose to Kalist- Kalisto. Yeah, oh, that's who's a tag team wrestler. Right. Oh, right now I think they're going to try to start pushing him to become the next Rey Mysterio. That I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. yeah which I've seen a bunch of websites say that he's. You know, petitioning to come back well. as well. It's funny what it's funny when they start handing out million million and a half dollar paychecks. Well, they got to do s- they got to do something to get some more excitement in here because the ratings dropped again. Mm-hmm. Um, the shows they're doing are not bad, but 
this tournament, they need to, they've got to shake it up here. Yeah. There has to be a big swerve. There has to be get people talking to see get, to get people on Raw the next night. Like, where can they yeah. go from here? Eventually, they are gonna, you know, at the end they'll have a huge swerve. I'm sw- I'm sure. You know. I'm thinking it's gonna end up being Ambrose and Reigns in the title match. I mm-hmm. am, you know, one of them has to turn heel on the other. And I, you know, we all thought Ambrose would turn heel after the the Shield broke up, but um. Like George says in the chat room, the Reigns heel turn is coming. Do we think he teams up with the Authority? Does he sell out? I don't know. It, it it's going to be hard to say because whatever they do, they need to shock people. Yes, exactly. They need to exactly. keep shocking people. The shock factor is what keeps people tuning in. Right. You know, and if they shock me, I'll want to get cable because <laughs> <laughs> I I do I do like to be shocked, and I was honestly shocked when Alberto Del Rio showed up. You know, that was an awesome thing yeah. they did there. I right. Mean, they kept that and, a real good secret. And, and go back to the tournament um, when Chris Jericho won the Undisputed title. Did yeah. anyone figure Chris Jericho was winning the belt that night? No. Oh, no. no, no. Absolutely no. not. Nobody thought he was beating The Rock <laughs> and then Stone Cold. In the same night. Yeah. And in he did. The same night. And, and, the, and, and we've heard about it for years. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> never, that that was badass. <laughs> Hell, I'd be, I wouldn't let anybody no. forget it. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, it was such a crazy turn of events, and that was WWE putting a new star over. I mean, Jericho already was a star, but that right. that pushed him up to the stratosphere, mm-hmm. as far as you ask me. So they need a moment like that, like you know, out of who who would you out of the what eight that are left, who would surprise you if they actually won? Um, Callisto, Callisto, <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be happy about that one. <laughs> I mean, okay, we, we can look at it. You know, Callisto is not going to win. Yeah, Del Rio is not going to win. Stardust is not going to win. Yeah, he's already lost to Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, see. Del Rio is not going to win it. Neville is not going to win. You want to shock me? Put the belt on Ziggler. Well, you know, Ziggler had his chances. It, Ziggler had Ziggler got a huge win at the last Survivor Series when Sting yeah. when Sting showed up. Right, you know he got a huge win at the last Survivor Series. So you know, and then the next night, from then on, you know it was just like slowly he disappeared into obscurity again and was back on the mid card. Yeah, and you know um, you never heard anything out of him. So there's only four people right now that could possibly win, and I mean. Really, three. Roman, you know, Rain, gonna, Reigns and Cesaro, but obviously they're not going to have Reigns lose to Cesaro. Right. They're not. Well, it's not going to happen. Definitely Reigns and Ambrose in at least the final four. Owens would probably be in the final four. Um, Del Rio. I, I think. Yeah. I think the. I, I think it would be great if Reigns and Owens was fighting for the world. We're fighting for the world title. I just don't see that happening. Uh, it's gonna because Owens currently has a title, right? I don't think they're gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on somebody holding two belts at the same time again, right? That's right. why Del Rio or Owens. Well, will I mean, not and, win. And, and the more interesting story that could be told um, is Ambrose and Reigns. Oh yeah, so that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. It's and one of them is turning heel, and right now I can't tell who it's gonna be. I don't see the li- I see, <laughs> I don't see a loose cannon. Becoming a a a, 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 peop, a a corporate champion, right? Yeah, as a rain selling out 
is a lot easier for me to think than Ambrose selling out. Which then you, well, then you start overthinking yourself, and you're like, well, wait a minute, then it would make perfect sense for Ambrose to turn. It it would be easier to turn Reigns because the fans aren't really behind him anyway. Right. Ever since and, the Rumble last and year. Then, and then he'll start telling them how stupid they are, and then the people will be like, oh, Reigns is actually really awesome. Yeah. And see, Which, I'm, I'm thinking in a different direction. I'm thinking this is a better, better way to build Reigns' pursuit for the gold. If he doesn't win this tournament... You can build it up better. Oh know? yeah, and then you go you go on to the Royal Rumble, and he gets down to the final two at the Royal Rumble, and he still doesn't. You know, he gets screwed out of it some way there right. too. And you move up to like uh, you know fast lane, fast lane or yeah. whatever. You know, the pay per view before WrestleMania and all that, and you know you finally get to that point, and he barely squeaks in a win there to where he can get into the main event at WrestleMania, and there you are. You know. That, this is a better. This is an opportunity to build a better Reigns push, you know. Yeah. It is if they restructure it the right way. Yeah. But, but will they do it? The only way I can <laughs> see that working out well, though, is if it is Reigns and Owens for the title, right? Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, if they turn Reigns or not, the fans are not going to get behind Reigns if he's going against Ambrose. No. Or Ziggler. No. 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 That'll be terrible. I'm sure he's going to get booed all to hell when he goes against Cesaro alone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, I had a good thought thought process. And there it was. I I was listening to (laughs) KO Radio today with Josh McClain and Eric Wayne. There's your plug, Josh. You're you're welcome. (laughs) But uh, he brought up a good one. Like, you know, this would have been a chance for, like, to sneak Titus O'Neil into a heavyweight championship picture because the guy Titus O'Neil's a huge motherfucker. <laughs> he is a big man, <laughs> you know. He, and Josh brought up so many good points, and I'm stealing your content, Josh. But I want to repeat it because it was very well good points. You know, he's got everything you want and what could be your uh, next over face. You know, he does all the work with charities. Mm-hmm. Great father. Yeah. He has a look. He's a very has a very intimidating look. Yeah. He. he him and. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I did the uh, when I did the Rosebud gig, uh, si- sitting ringside, it was you know Adam Rose and the Bunny versus Titus O'Neil and uh, Heath Slater, and freaking me, me and all of the Rosebuds were sitting there, and of course it's all local workers and everything, and we're all sitting there talking. He's like. That's a huge motherfucker. (laughs) 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 And he literally picked up Adam Rose and threw him across the ring with no effort whatsoever. I mean, dude dude is, like, super strong. And he played football and all. I built, like, just built like a A tank. He's built like a tank, yeah. I mean, he's He's huge. And, you know, you don't realize it, you know. It's it's intimidating sometimes when you go backstage and you don't realize, like, how big. Because I'm 6'2", I'm 220. I didn't realize how small those guys were. Some of those guys were compared to me, but I also didn't realize how big some of those guys were. You right, know? right. This was like Dean Ambrose. He's he can he's he's probably about three or four inches taller than me. Yeah, you know he's tall and lanky. But Titus O'Neil, he's taller than me. He's bigger than me. That's intimidating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, for even for me, a guy who's six foot two, it's intimidating. 
And so it, I just thought it'd be cool, and because Josh brought this up on his show, and I wanted to steal his content. Yeah, because that's what I do. Well, we stole his content. We so stole his content. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> if y'all could change the final eight, just the matchups, mm-hmm. how would you do it? Okay, uh, with with who was already in the tournament? Yeah, with the current the current eight right now. Okay, that are left. You know, All right. uh, Cesaro and Reigns, Del Rio, Kalisto, Owens and Neville, Ziggler, Ambrose. If you could just rearrange those, which you would think would be better matchups, at least you know, long term wise. Let's see here. I would have put okay. And it's kind of odd because there's only two heels at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have Owens. I think I would have Owens and Cesaro wrestle each other. Oh God, man, that'd be awesome. Because that'd be a damn clinic. Like it was any other time they've wrestled. Um, They're on two different sides of the bracket for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to save that? Which hopefully, damn hopefully, you know, that'd be an amazing finals. Yeah, I, I could. He's going to go over on Neville. Oh yeah, and uh, man, that Ziggler Ambrose match is hard to call. I think I'd actually leave that one alone. I think that's a great matchup. Yeah, that is a good match. And I think hopefully they're their chemistry's there, and they're going to ha- they're going to go back and forth. Uh. I put Ryback versus Del Rio. Well, Ryback's out, so you can't. You're asking me if I can rearrange. <laughs> I thought it was well, I was just talking about just with the current eight that's left right yeah, now okay, that we okay. don't love. So don't right, look yeah. at me like I'm a dummy. <laughs> well, you're looking at spoilers, and I'm not. I don't even know what the hell <laughs> happened on SmackDown. We record, so. this, we record this episode, just for the folks that don't know, we record every Thursday while SmackDown is going on. We don't watch it, so we have, this is, we have to read the spoilers just so... We yeah. can give you guys the best content possible, which I don't have to read shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you'll get your reading glasses so you can read shit. Damn you. <laughs> damn. Uh, damn. Going back to what you said, I I wouldn't have Ambrose and Ziggler yet. I would save that for the next round. So okay. how, however it would take so, to split that up. So damn. man, this that, that's tricky. They could have moved Ziggler up a bracket. So would you have like right. would you have Owens take on Kalisto? And Del Rio take on Neville. Switch those up, and then you get Cesaro. You have a better chance of getting Cesaro. And I got one for you. Have Neville get jumped backstage and have Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat. Oh, yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or no, even better, give them a bye. Because yeah. for a heel to get a bye, oh, yeah. just imagine the promo you'd get from... <laughs> You know, huh? Sh- shades of Ted DiBiase WrestleMania Four, <laughs> right? Well, you get you get the Kevin Owens. Huh, well, guess I'm done for right now. Yeah, see ya. And mm-hmm. you know he would turn a lot better promo. Oh yeah, for that. I guess that would be the best way to do it. In my eye, would be make what did I say? All right, so Del Rio would take on Neville, then Owens take on Kalisto, right? Uh, and then you're leaving the other two the same, or you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think those are the best matches possible for right now because you don't want. I mean, if you have Ziggler versus Reigns, it's still pretty predictable. Reigns is going to go over, right? And I think have they wrestled before Ziggler and Reigns? I don't know if they've wrestled singles. No, hmm. I don't remember seeing it if they have. Well, then maybe we could switch that one up. <clears throat> oh no, I'm thinking just because of the likeliness that Reigns is going to win this whole thing. Yeah, because that's that's the way they're building it. I think he should face a heel every round. You know, here's something else you could do. Or at least right. until the finals, and then, yeah, he goes against Ambrose so, or something. Now that we're doing fantasy booking, all right, somehow, 
Cesaro beats Reigns. Ambrose is close to winning. And Reigns comes out and screws his best friend because he's so upset because he didn't get to be there. You create a new heel. You know, Cesaro, you have Cesaro as a world heavyweight world champion, champion, which is crazy. But the, I, I guarantee you, if if Cesaro won that tournament, the pop would blow the fucking roof off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just Hell a yeah. mad, the Cesaro signs would be everywhere. I mean, th- I, I think it would be the same pop with him or Ambrose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think even more so with Cesaro because that's one of those things like, wow, I'd never did, I would never have thought Cesaro was coming right, into this tournament. Right. Would have won it. Yeah, just imagine Rain screwing Amber Bros. I and just I I want I don't want what I don't want is a repeat of the Deadly Games tournament where right. Rock became corporate champion. We've already seen it before. I want something different. Now we've seen people screw each other. Oh, they, always, like they always do Survivor Series as controversy, though, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Ever since. If George in the chat room says, if Vince is alive, that Cesaro title reign will never happen. <laughs> 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 that's because he's boring. <laughs> he doesn't get that brass ring. Uh, oh, I don't know what a burrito is, but give me another steak wrap with ketchup. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, dude. Have you ever heard that story? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure you've heard the everyone should know the Vince McMahon burrito story. Which I saw something funny on Reddit the other day. It was like funny um backstage stories about Vince McMahon. It was on Squared Circle on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. I'll, when we take a break, I'll show it to you guys. It is a funny read. We'll put the link in the chat room so these two guys can check it out. But some of the f- stories they had, like Court Bauer said that like him and Vince got in a car race after work because Vince was like, hey, Court, you want to go race some cars? And, like, <laughs> Court Bauer is like, not really. And he's like, come on, it'll be fun. And Court Bauer starts winning, and, like, Vince puts him off the road and almost <laughs> makes him almost hit a tree. Damn. And, <laughs> and Court had to slam on his brakes, and Vince just drove away laughing. And, like, apparently back when the Hart Foundation were together, Vince got really drunk at a strip club. And let them do the fin- hit their finisher on them, and like knocked them out. And then they went and, like in a hotel room and peed on Ric Flair's bed or something. Like, just go over to Reddit.com/r/squared slash uh, circle and find the Vincent Man story. Uh, we'll get the link out for you later. Vince is a strange dude. Oh god. Well, any more thoughts on the tournament for right now, you guys? Not Probably really. not until I mean, next week. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, and then uh, we'll re-comment on next week and just kind of end the speculation there. About yeah, that. and let's just hope no one gets hurt in between now and then. Yeah. Now, now that you've said it, it's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> hey, what do we think of Stardust in this new Cosmic Wasteland thing? I love it. It's giving us yeah, uh, something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Give the Ascension something to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they needed something. They really did, and I, I, I hope they do something with them. You know, sooner rather than later. So, but I see you getting the Mark James book. Yes, I am. It's yes. time for it's that time. Oh, um, I think we I think we need to take this opportunity to mention Mark James has a new book out with Jim Cornette. Yes, yes, yes. Go check that out. Um, I think Jim Cornette has put it on his website, mm-hmm. and we'll get the link out. Uh, we'll get a link when we get on break here. What's today's date? We at the today's what the fifteenth, the twelfth, <laughs> twelfth, twelfth. Uh, I've been time traveling lately. It's all right. Uh, 
George says Ascension gets to watch shows instead of job shows. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, shit, I lost my page here. So we're going back to the 1970s. Uh, we're going to go to, I saw a show that was November 9th, 1970, which was my mom's birthday. Um, so a little echo there, but all right. Uh, all right. World's Greatest Professional Wrestling, the auditorium tonight. Wow. Is this Ellis Auditorium? I think it was the Ellis Auditorium. Yeah. Bobby Hart versus... Shit, I can't read that. <laughs> Do you need reading glasses? Yeah. No. <laughs> Lorenzo Peranta? Or something like that? I don't know. Uh, wild Hold six it up man from across the room. I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> wild six-man tag battle. Tojo Yamamoto, Oni Wiki Wiki, and Eddie Marlin. Eddie Marlin. Versus Bobby Hart, Lorenzo Parenta, and Saul Wingeroff. Hmm. Jerry Jarrett versus Big Bad John. Pepe Lopez versus Johnny Walker. Little Darling Dagmar. Dogmar. Dagmar. So it's photocopied. <laughs> a lot of this is photocopied. Yeah, it's so photocopied. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, versus it's Diamond Lil. Kind of distorted a little bit. He, he really can read. Yeah. And so we promise. <laughs> Kevin Sloan in the chat room says, "I hope to see Cesaro get a title shot, which I would, I would love it too. Um, a title shot of any kind at this point, yeah, right." So, what the uh, results from that card? When the article says, "Win tag, ma- win team match." Tojo Yamamoto, Oni Wiki Wiki, and Eddie Marlin teamed to beat Lorenzo Parente, Bobby Hart, and Saul Wangeroff in the main event at last night's wrestling show at the auditorium. In other matches, Little Darling Dagmar defeated Diamond Lil, Johnny Walker, and Pepe Lopez fought to a draw, and Jerry Jarrett whipped Big Bad John. Big Bad John. And I successfully predicted all of those winners. That's right. Yes, yes. Well, if I when I build my DeLorean, <laughs> I'm going to be going and putting bets on all these matches because it was still kayfabe back then. Yeah. So and I did get to go to a show uh, last Sunday. And tell us a little bit about. It. it was over off of Get Well at Wildfire. Worked with uh, the uh, Latino uh, Latino group in the area here. Um, they basically made uh, Wildfire Lucha Show. Oh, cool. And uh, I'm 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 still kind of sketchy on the details of how this this came together with this lucha group and everything. I, I I have yet to sit down with Kevin and actually ask him, you know, how he got these lucha wrestlers and everything. But uh, we had they had the wildfire wrestlers and the lucha wrestlers uh, kind of intermixed a little bit. They went back and forth and stuff, and uh, put on a really good show. I thought uh, first match was Josh Crow versus the Dazzler. And this Man, is those guys just, are traveling around, aren't they? Yeah, they they travel around together. They work together real well, and it's awesome because like they they've worked so many times, they can pull out new stuff, you know, and new combinations of moves and stuff like that every match, and try different things, and that works really well when you work the same person over and over again in different venues and different areas and everything because you're showing people stuff that they haven't seen yet. And then you get to pull stuff out that you've never done before eventually, and you know. Right. But they did a good jo- good job and everything, uh, getting the crowd up and everything. The next one uh, was American Gladiator versus Red Rick Red Rum with Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. And uh, that I was remember her. nothing. I, I, it's <laughs> yeah. hard to forget Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's hard to forget Bloody Mary once you see her. She's, uh, yeah, she's got some very nice, lovely assets. 
So, <laughs> but uh, American Gladiator versus Red Rick Red Rum, um, and this is not. I hate to get down on guys and everything, but there was absolutely nothing flashy about this match. These guys went straight up brawl style at one another mm-hmm. and power style, and there was just no. There was no finesse here. It was all just rough and tumble blows and, you know, clotheslines and so stuff like So more like, that. like so a traditional Memphis show. Yeah. And um, let's see. Mary interfered and caused the DQ at the end because uh, Maverick. I know American Gladiator is Maverick. He, he wrestles everywhere else as Maverick. And he actually has Maverick across his tights even when he's wrestling as American Gladiator and <laughs> Wildfire. <laughs> I like him in Best of the Best, too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Red Rick Red Rum got DQ'd, and, and uh, you know, after Bloody Mary jumped in the ring and stuff. Uh, then we had Precious versus Derek King. Oh lordy, I can only imagine how that show. Went. And yes, he did his ow ow. That ow, is the best ow. selling man. Ouch ouch ouch. And as soon as he stepped in, he, as soon as he stepped through the curtains, he had about. 150 Mexicans whistling at him. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. Um, let's see. I put, I, put a, I put a special note in this. Is before the match starts, Derek, Kring, Derek is talking with a fan for about 10 minutes. He gets the microphone and goes over and talks to this fan for about 10 minutes. And this fan is talking. Apparently, she went to the MEW show that we went to. Uh-huh. And saw Chris Lex get laid out, so she's giving him all kinds of hell for laying out Chris Lex. Pow! 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 She drops an F bomb on the mic in front of about 350 people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, my my second note after that was stay classy, people. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. uh, Entertaining match with Precious in a full lingerie get up, by the way. <laughs> uh, DK over with a super kick. Derek King super kicked him. Good, so good. Uh, Lucha intergender tag match. Now I want to preface this by saying I have never watched an intergender lucha match before, and I was totally confused the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, this match, and this was my main note for the whole match. This match went on for. Ever, it did not end. Even when I thought it was ended, it didn't end. It still went on for another twenty minutes. Wow! If we and go now, is it still going on? It might. They might <laughs> still be wrestling their way back to Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was Sexy Star and Owen Knight versus Taya and Slayer, and the girls looked really good in the ring. You know, um, there was a special referee who seemed to be partial to the heels. Mm-hmm. And let's see, the girls fought the guys, and the guys fought the girls, <laughs> which you know I think is a norm in lucha. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, let's see, match went on forever. Special referee cost them the bout. A lot of confusion here. I can't down it because it's lucha, and I've never seen lucha right. live before. So right. But the crowd was into it, and like I said, this was the Latino section of town you know where and this was actually a latino nightclub that this was actually being held in it was eclipse oh. the eclipse nightclub over off at Getwell. oh cool so um let's see antonio garza and jerry lawler versus r&d yay and hey. blue demon jr huh 
Uh, same ref that did the screw job in the previous match. He looks to try to be personally involved in this match, but it doesn't really work because he's not. <laughs> so, uh, low blow from Demon to Lawler, and the ref sees it and DQs him, which got real confusing because I thought the ref was partial to the heels because of some of the stuff he was doing. Right. Um, afterward, Blue Demon challenges Lawler to a one-on-one, but ducks out after Lawler accepts. So, all in all, it was a great show. Um, I really, I didn't see any major problems. Um, really everybody coincided with my opinion on the Lucha match. So I don't really think I had a bad opinion of the Lucha match. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it did. It went on forever. And everybody that was watching it with me going, what the hell is this? You know, this isn't a wrestling match. It was just, you know, it was very confusing, very, you know, time consuming and it took forever and nothing should take forever when you're doing a pro wrestling match. And it did. So, I, I lost interest about fifteen minutes in. Uh oh. And they didn't get me back for the next twenty or thirty. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they did. They there was so much heat on the on the uh, faces of the faces faces, and uh, they they just put so much heat on them. And by the time the fa- the faces finally fought back, it was like thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Because they weren't getting nothing. And I was just like, they're just getting the hell beat out of them the whole match, you know? And then they all of a sudden, you know, they make the comeback. And apparently the comeback lasted for about 25 minutes. Damn. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I, I like I said, don't, if, you know, if, you know, if, you know, if anybody, if anybody, they know Sexy Star and Owen Knight and Taya and Slayer and everything. I'm not getting down on them. You know, they worked with what they had. You know, I I don't think they speak English anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I really don't because they were back. Th- I was backstage and like the Lucha guys were totally separated from the rest of the locker room, which I thought, you know, if you want to endear yourself to a locker room, don't do that, guys. Yeah. So, well, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Golden Boy Greg Anthony. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome back, and join us now on the Oversell Hotline is NWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship, or the Unified Heavyweight Championship. Unified Heavyweight Championship. And the NWA Mid-South Southern Heavyweight Champion, Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. Golden Boy, welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. We're so happy to have you again. Absolutely. Glad to be back. And like I said, you know, it's the NWA Southern Heavyweight title. There you go. South Unified Heavyweight title. Mid-South Unified Heavyweight title. You are putting Golden Boy... To the name with all this gold you're carrying. Seriously. Hey, well, I mean, that's how I got the name anyway. So, I mean, the most prolific champion of my era. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere he goes, gold follows. Exactly. Well, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show. So, what's what's been happening with you since? And uh, just uh, just rock and rolling, making the NWA as best as it can be. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard already. We've got a, in addition to our weekly Saturday night, every Saturday night in Dyersburg, Tennessee, on Friday, December 4th, we'll be invading Tunica, Mississippi with, uh, at the Wrestling at the Resorts. Awesome. So that's going to be a huge, huge card for us. What, do you have, do you already have a card set up now or prepared to announce uh, matches and stuff? Well, the main event itself is something that you're a wrestling fan. I mean, I literally, I would buy a ticket to see this. And it's uh, Matt Seidel, a.k.a. Evan Bourne, versus 
Jason the Gibson Cage. Oh my God, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah, I think that's going to be off the chart. Uh, and yeah. Then we've also got uh, we got Tim Storm, who is the NWA North American Heavyweight Champion. He's going to be going one on one with Ring of Honor's Moose. Moose. Oh, nice. <laughs> Moose is awesome. Moose is a big old boy, isn't he? Yes, sir. Yes, he is. Um. Whew. Yeah, that ought to be a hell of a match. I still drop kick in the face, but I'm not going to talk about that when I'm (laughs) (laughs) No, we won't talk about that at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, John Saxon, who a lot of people will be familiar with, he's taking on Cassidy Riley, which um, I don't think those two have ever, ever stepped in the ring against each other, and those those guys are two guys that have been around a while, so I mean that's going to be a that's going to be a barn burner as well. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And I'm going to be defending my NWA Mid South Unified Heavyweight Title, the NWA Mid South Unified Heavyweight Title. Unified. <laughs> One more time. Ameri- <laughs> Just <laughs> sorry. I'm unified Heavyweight Title. Unified Heavyweight Title. <laughs> unified Heavyweight Title. <laughs> America. Against Americos. Oh, yeah. I love Americos. That's awesome. He's a, he's, a, he's a great young athlete, but, you know, experience always edges out. Oh, yeah. And I got I to gotta give you guys a shout-out, too, because uh, I, I uh, was in a Walgreens the other day, and I, always, I think they're, like, behind on the PWI issues, but uh, the one of the PWI 500 lists was up there, and you guys – the entire empire was listed prominently in the PWI 500, were they not? Yeah, yeah, we were all, we were all in there, and I think, um, I'm, I'm not sure about this exact number. So if there's someone that's really anal retentive out there, but I mean, I think there was four over 40 wrestlers in the PWI 500 that have competed for NWA Mid South in the past year. Wow, oh, nice, that's, nice. That's, that's a testament to how good a company that is. Yes, it is. I mean, it just tells you like yeah. how hard you guys work to bring the right talent in, you know, and you know keep yeah, keep them coming and rotating. So, you know, Dodgers have always been saturated, you know, with wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's what we do: we separate ourselves from everyone else, and that's what how we do. We we bring in the best talent around the world, bar none, you know, and uh, we show we show people what the difference is between, uh, you know. Guys that are wrestling mm-hmm. just to go home and tell their girlfriends that they, they're a wrestler. Yeah. And guys that are professional wrestlers and want to do this for a living and do do this for a living. Yeah. And I, 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 I got to give you props, too. Like, just about every company that has opened up in the last year or two around you has folded. And you guys are the mainstay. You guys have been there a year, year and a half now, hadn't you? Uh, it was it was the year in October, so we're just a little over a year now. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like you guys are still going strong, and here's these other guys folding up, folding up shop and leaving town or going elsewhere, trying to open up in other yeah. areas. And you know, we never we never set out with the intention of, you know, we just wanted to put on a great part of ourselves. We didn't we didn't care what the other guys did as long as they left us alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the people, you know chose wisely oh yeah <laughs> i mean it, it really is it's like when you work on the wrestling aspect and and you know putting on a show 
and putting on stuff that's unique, you know, the, if you build it, they will come, you know, pretty, stands the test of time. You know, if you build it, people will come. And if you if you do wrestling the right way, people will keep coming. And they will bring more people. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, I think something else that we need to give credit to is the fact that we we produce a family show. Right. You know, we don't we don't cuss. We don't do anything vulgar. You know, we uh, we try to keep the excessive violence. You know, that you may see on some shows to a minimum. You know, we we really try to produce a a, a show that you can take a seven year old or a seventy year old to. Mm-hmm. And it, you have all walks of life and all walks of ages there as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was a witness to that when I was announcing there. So it's a very good show. And, I mean, I I, I congratulate you on, uh, you know, I guess uh, being bold enough to move into the casinos and everything because I know – I know there's a few there's a few companies that work down there with the casinos, um, and they they do sold out shows. Um, and I mean, it's pretty impressive the the card they bring in. But uh, you guys are bringing a real impressive card, uh, real impressive talent. You know, you're not bringing just names in to say I brought a name in. You're bringing in people with names and talent. So it's uh, I'm I'm interested to see how well you guys do. Uh, I think you. I think you'll sell out the show just like the other guys did. I really do. Yeah, I mean, our main thing has always been, you know, we we obviously, like you say, we're going to bring in a different group of talent. You know, we want guys that can, you know, we want people going home at the end of the night and saying, "Oh my, did you see that match? Mm-hmm. That was amazing." You know what I mean? That was that was well worth whatever they spent. You know, and we're trying to, you know, re-educate a lot of times the fans into what is good wrestling, what's bad wrestling. You know, we're trying to show them the difference in every way, you know, in our production, in our in the in-ring ability, you know, with the NWA and everything else. We're trying to be a step above of everything that's around us or could possibly come after us. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you, you are, because <laughs> uh, I I know the competition, and it really doesn't come anywhere close. <laughs> so. I don't have any ill will towards anybody. You know, it's just we we saw an opportunity for us to build our brand, to build our company, and in the in the bottom line is to make money. We saw an opportunity to make money, and, and this deal is something that benefits all parties involved. Oh so, yeah. Um, and that's and that's usually relationships that last a long time, ones that where everyone's happy. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I definitely, you know, want to say that you know you guys you guys have come a long way from where you, we first started, like back in October of last year, and uh, you know, jumping leaps and bounds and hurdles and everything else, and you know, this uh, yeah. this uh, casino show will definitely be a testament to how far we've come. You guys have come. Excuse me. <laughs> I say, I say, I say, we've come. You know, I was like, I started out with the announcing and everything, but I quit. I quit after a little while. But uh, you know, that's uh, you know, it's all you guys. You guys have been working on it and plugging away at it and everything. And I'm happy for your success. I really am. Well, we appreciate. It. Yeah, it, it didn't happen overnight. Like I said, we've been, for a year now. We've been steadily getting bigger and better and. Bringing in talent like you know, like like Michael Elgin, like um, you know Sonata, Sonata and Steve Anthony, 
Um, that match is online on YouTube. On our, um, you can search for that, and it's it's worth it just to sit down and watch that. You know, those guys are amazing. Oh wow. Um, you know, and obviously guys like Rob Conway and that Riviera and you know Tim Storm and the Heat Seekers. I mean, just when you start talking about you know professional wrestling in 2015, you know a lot of the names that people talk about are coming through the doors of Indian South. And that's what we want. We want we want the eyes of the wrestling world on us because if the eyes are on us, then it then it gives opportunities to guys maybe you haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. And you have brought a lot of names into the area that a lot of people in this area normally would not see or get an opportunity to see. So uh, yeah, you you've definitely uh, changed the game up. <laughs> and oh yeah, go ahead. That that's what it, that's what it's about. I mean, just like. Just like a band, the reason a band tours is because, you know, they may they may uh, play in front of a crowd where people don't know them, never heard their record, never heard their album, and they'll create a band that night. And that's what we want to we want to create fans. You know, someone may know may know Sonata, and that may get them in the door. But then once they see me, once they see you know Jeremy Moore and the Posse and you know other guys like that, Steve Anthony, you know Tim Storm, guys like that, then they'll become a fan of the NWA and they become our fans. Oh yeah, you know, and that's what it's all all about creating fans. Awesome. So uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show, and I'd love to have um, some extra input on it. What are your thoughts on this uh, big tournament that's going to go on at Survivor Series this year? If you've been keeping up, I it's a tough situation to be in. I mean, as a booker, you everyone every booker worth their salt has been in a situation where you've got something planned, you know where you're going. Your head's in the right direction, and then one thing, one thing turns it all to hell. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happened here. But, I mean, um, I don't think WWE is going to make a decision lightly. You understand? So, I mm-hmm. mean, I think they're going to put as much thought and effort as they can into it, and then you're going to get the best product you can out of what what they have to do. Well, uh, I go ahead. I definitely look for Reigns and Ambrose in the final here. Yeah, and per- that's what we, I think we yeah, pretty much decided. Yeah, pretty that, much a consensus Not that we decided. Us. Yeah, we. That's our thoughts. I mean, if you look at it, there's really no other better option. Right. For me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for for us personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 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 uh, you know, they call us before every pay per view and say, "What would make you happy?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, focus groups are how things get done today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true, truly, truly. <laughs> but I think focus groups wouldn't work well with kayfabe. And I I've been meaning to ask this question. I'm actually glad I've got Greg on the phone to answer this question too. I mean, and this this is something that's not even related to this. Now that we're talking about like fan base and you know fan engagement, really. Um, I have been getting emails uh, through my WWE uh, network account about uh, fan surveys, you know, and they were there was like some sort of fan coalition or something like that. That and it's WWE based, and I get a survey probably about once a month on what I watch, how long I've watched the network this month, this that and the other, and I just I was just curious if anybody else is getting those emails. I haven't I, seen one. I haven't seen one either. It's, You're getting it's probably going damned. to my fans, for to be honest. I mean, <laughs> no, I would love it. They would, they would probably marvel at the fact that I watch it all day long every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I needed to get, like, a recommendation fee and, like, recommend you to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just – that is the best deal. 
yeah. for nine dollars and really ninety nine cents a month. You, there's nothing that's a better buy than that. What, what was that number? Nine ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as great a deal as the network is, I, I wouldn't. I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that NWA Classics. Yes. 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 NWAClassics.com is eight ninety nine a month. <laughs> And they have matches from the, the Houston territory when Paul Bosch had his had his own his own his own of territory wrestling, and a lot of the, a lot of the Mid South crew teams are there. A lot of you know, obviously Texas crew teams are there. It's a lot of matches that you wouldn't normally even think happen. Like the other day, I think it was like Butch Reed tagged up with Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and you're like, what? Whoa, dang! <laughs> Jeez, that's awesome. No, it, a lot of matches that you know that you'd have to. First of all, you if you love old school wrestling, which most of, which most people do, yep. you know it's definitely something that I think everyone will um, will love because mm-hmm. I mean there's so many great matches. There's players on there, Andre's on there, Harley's on there. I mean, there's so many, so many. Anybody that's anybody is on there. You know. Well, is this are these the tapes that um, Jim Cornette like saved from a dumpster? Is that or is that? No, no, no. Okay. These are uh, Paul Bosch. He was a promoter in uh, Houston for like I said over thirty years, and he he passed away now. But his his widow and his son um, had the library, and uh, we were able to uh, acquire it for anybody classic. Awesome. That's that, that's awesome. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. All the stuff that, and the, and the funny thing about it is, is that you know. It, it caused some headway because obviously WWE had a lot with having world class, with having WCW, with having um, the, the Crockett NWA stuff, with having uh, ECW, with having you know the uh, Mid South stuff. They they had they thought they had a lock on all that stuff, and here here comes this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it really opened up the first box as far as that goes. That's that's you know that's awesome you know and I I I've seen rumors and stories or whatnot that uh, whoever the VP uh, was for acquiring media got let go after that NWA Classics got started up because <laughs> it was their job to get that library and they didn't do it so well no comment on that I want to start any headways but I mean yeah that that is kind of ironic don't you think today I think it was like two days after they after NWA Classics launched. She was gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you didn't stop the competition. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, what what else we got to talk about, guys? I mean, uh, th- we definitely got the Survivor Series tournament uh, on lock here. I mean, we want to talk about Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker a second? Well, well actually, ha- G- Greg, have you watched um, Breaking Ground? Breaking Ground, yeah. I'm so glad you guys asked me about this because <laughs> I want to give you. I'm, well, here's the thing. I want to give you my theory on all this stuff. Breaking ground, um, even Legends House. I haven't watched Legends House. I haven't watched Breaking Ground. What was I? Had, I didn't watch Tough Enough. I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see. I want to see WWE stars in those positions. You know if. Dan knows me on a personal level, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for him to see me as anything else than, than what we talk, you know, on a personal level about. And I think by pulling back the curtain and showing people everybody what everybody is behind the curtain on every level, 
I think it makes it harder for those people to be a heel, to be a babyface, to be this, to be that, to be whatever they want them to be. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? That's... Of course, it's going to have that in their mind of this. The reason, I, the reason I didn't watch Legends House is because I didn't want to see people that I looked up to, you know, disappoint me. And from, from what I understand, that's kind of what Legends House did in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. it's from, because as a wrestler, you know, I looked up to a lot of guys, and that was one of the hardest things about being in professional wrestling was meeting some of your heroes and being let down by them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> and that's why I feel like, obviously, I think they'll protect it where, you know, maybe some of the younger people aren't necessarily a quote-unquote letdown, but I still think it's going to be harder for those people. They, it's just another hurdle they have to get over to get over. Yeah. I, I, I that's, that's totally a, feel you on that opinion. Man, yeah. I, you know, I'd never thought of it like that. <clears throat> wow. Yep. Um, the bra- the breaking okay. ground thing though I I like it because um, it 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 takes kind of an inside look and not the total divas inside look that they've been taking on you know E Channel or whatever you want to call I hate that show. <laughs> you know, breaking ground is what I thought total divas was kind of going to be. I didn't think yeah. it's going to be Kardashians with the WWE divas. Yeah, which and it turned into that real quick. Damn you WWE, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> But no, breaking ground. Breaking ground's pretty cool because um, it shows them training and what they're having trouble with, and you know wh- what you know family life is like for them and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And uh, it, just think for a second. Think about if you know in 1985 they would have had something like that, and they would have had Rowdy Roddy Piper, and he would have went home to his kids and his wife and stuff like that. Would you've been able to hate him as much? Nope. Like, <laughs> that's that's a really good point. Nope, that is a good, they're very good point. Well, if you if if you've been watching, you may hate Baron Corbin more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like Baron, he's a hardworking guy in the gym and in the ring and everything, but you're like he just, he just doesn't like you know being around people in general. I don't think because <laughs> he he is he's a, he's a hard ass when it comes down to it. In that scenario now, how do you make him a babyface now? Yeah, yeah. If he's that personality and he's that hard to get along with, then that's what people think. If they try to turn him babyface, yeah, I'm sure people will cheer him. But, I mean, you'll still have that in the back of your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, dancing. You know, we have a set of rules, you know, at NW in the South. And one of those rules is, you know, conduct yourself professionally on social media at all times. Mm-hmm. Because... We don't want people to to be able to delve into that part of your life. You know, if 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 you've got some radical religious belief or some, you know, uh, radical political belief or whatever it is, and you're a baby face, then, you know, you're kind of almost shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. That guy voted you know, for Obama. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see where that might be. Uh- <laughs> Cause a problem, <laughs> man. Well, what about Table for Three? Have you watched it? No, because I really haven't seen an episode that uh, that I really wanted to sit down and watch. Okay, which, which one do you guys? Recommend? I thought the New Day one was really good. I've seen. Uh, I I got to see uh, Seamus. 
uh, Wade Barrett and William Regal. William Regal. I keep forgetting William Regal. I can't believe I'm forgetting William Regal. Um, Seamus Wade Barrett and William Regal. uh, They were doing it because they were all three former kings of the ring. And uh, it was actually quite comical because they got to talking about wrestling over in England and stuff. And, you know, uh, the shoveler was one of the gimmicks they gave uh, Wade Barrett. It was pretty funny. They got to talking about the shoveler. So I won't spoil it for you. It was pretty funny, though. Alundra Blaze, Molly Holly. I saw that one. uh, Who was the third one? Was it Ivory? Ivory. Yeah. Ivory's jacked. Well, yeah. Ivory's jacked. Um, But, yeah, I saw that one. And that that was pretty cool. Um, you know, they were all talking about wrestling back, wrestling each other back in the day, and you know, going Let to Japan. Let me tell you a quick Molly Holly thing, right quick. Um, Molly Holly was honored at a Cauliflower Alley in Vegas a couple of years ago as mm-hmm. the women's, you know, the women's wrestler inductee, and um, she has got to be the most humble person I've ever met. Her and Bobby are <laughs> some of the most humble people I've ever met. She. She got out there and she told this story about how she broke in, which most people do. And um, she basically, her whole her whole induction speech was about how she didn't think she even belonged in wrestling, that she was just so humble to even be a part of it. Wow. And that all of her accomplishments were because of someone else giving her an opportunity. It was just the most humble, you know, heartwarming thing I'd ever heard. And I got to talk to her a little bit, everyone, because, you know, to me, Molly Holly was, you know, one of the greatest women's wrestlers, you know, and um, mm-hmm. she was just amazingly humble. That's awesome. Because uh, I, I always, I, I like seeing people get recognition, but I always, I always like seeing them be humbled by it as well, you know, and yes. always be a humble individual. So She said that when she first got signed, she looked over and she was on, because they had some kind of flight, so it, it was like a private jet, though. It was her and... Um, Deborah and uh, I think Bischoff and Savage on this plane, and she just kind of looked around and said, "What the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Well, Greg, where can folks find you on uh, social media? Social media, um, <clears throat> I, obviously on Facebook. I'm Greg Anthony on Facebook. The Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. On Twitter, I'm at NWA Golden Boy. And um, obviously, follow uh, NWA Mid South, which is at NWA underscore Mid South on Twitter and NWA Mid South on Facebook. Those are probably the best ways to get a hold of everybody. Also, get the, uh, the WrestlingEmpire.com is where you can find all the Empire members. Oh, y'all got a website nice. now. Yeah, I've seen that website. It is oh, really cool looking. Website. I love the way y'all set up that website. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They had to take a bunch of headshots and stuff. We're like rotating on something. And, <laughs> and I also got to comment you, you have the coolest facial hair in the wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> the facial hair, man, it got over a lot better than I thought it was. You know, like I go <laughs> everywhere and people put it on. We were in Vegas. You know, not in wrestling where we're at the wrestling thing, but we were out in Vegas, and like people were stopping me to get pictures with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we were in, uh, we were in, where, oh, we were in, we were in Houston, and we went to a Gold's Gym in Houston to uh, to work out before the show, and uh, 
like we say, we need some guest passes for the day, you know, so we can buy some guest passes. And uh, the guy said, okay, well, let me get my manager. So the manager comes down, and he's kind of looking down, and he's kind of like trying to find the paperwork and stuff like that. And he looks up for half a second, then he does like a double take towards me. He goes, man, I was going to charge you guys with that beer so often that could work out for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hell That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, uh, Greg, go ahead and plug that uh, casino show you got coming up again. Yeah, it's um, – oh, there's a website for that, too. It's uh, Wrestling at the Resorts. Wrestling at the Resorts Casino.com. And you can go there and you can order tickets. There's a VIP ticket, a front row ticket, and then there's a second row and off tickets, and there's, there's a GA ticket. And then um, it's, it's going to be a huge, huge show, guys. I, I hope everyone and everyone can uh, come out to see this one. We're definitely going to set the bar pretty high. Awesome. I'm ready for it, brother. And uh... – I hope I hope we actually get an opportunity to go down and see that show. We might take a road trip down to the casinos that down. That Absolutely. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing enough money to get in the show. You won't catch me in a casino. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to keep you away from the yeah, slot machines. That's right. Uh, keep okay. me away from those blackjack tables. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I can get a replica Golden Boy beard, and I'll people will give me more money to play at the blackjack table. There you go. You got a, you got a gimmick <laughs> to sell now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a gimmick to sell now, Greg. Yeah. There's, hey, there's going to be a full bar at this show, too, guys, so be careful. Okay. Oh, oh. we got to watch Mike around the drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Greg, man, thank you so much for coming on the show again, man. Anytime. We love talking to you. Absolutely. I you guys need me, just let me know. We'll talk about anything and everything. Definitely. Good, man. All right. Well, folks, we'll be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back again. That was our interview with Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. Greg oh, is, yeah. Greg is love, so damn cool. Love talking to him. Man, I and he's just, you can tell how of a, much of an old school fan he is. Yeah. And word of advice, people. Never, <laughs> ever go to Golden Boy Greg Anthony's Facebook page mm -hmm. and say Eddie Gilbert is the new, I'm sorry, Kevin Owens is the new Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, you, you <laughs> He will you, roast your fucking ass. You should have never done that. <laughs> and actually, actually, it wasn't him that had the worst reaction. It was some of the, his other. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like whoa. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't and, even the one you got to worry about. <laughs> well, and people, I'm not, I'm not saying Kevin Owens is as good as Eddie Gilbert because there never, ever, ever will be another Eddie Gilbert. What I'm saying was, Keddy, Kevin Owens, Keddy, Keddy Gilbert. <laughs> now Kevin Owens, he he remind he just reminds me so much of Eddie, yeah. in the way he does his heel stuff. You know, Eddie Gilbert was extremely cocky. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you remember the hot stuff video he did? Oh yeah, da -na 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 oh, yeah. and f buying the flashy jackets and you know Kevin Owens wouldn't go that far, I'm sure, but just the way he cuts promos. The way he try he gets his heat, it just reminds me of Eddie I think, Gilbert. I think it'd be it'd be safer to say, instead of the way you put it, you'd say, Kevin Owens is this generation's Eddie Gilbert. That's what it's I like, those like, are that you word it that way from now on. That's what I like, said. That's those are the exact words yeah, I put. Yeah, but yeah, I said Kevin Owens is this generation's Eddie Gilbert. I don't think that's the way you put it on no, Facebook. No, that is the way I put it on Facebook. I well. said it just like that. And then you people, offended too many people for it to be put that way. <laughs> and people are like, people are like, you know, I'm I'm surprised that like snipers people, oh, weren't yeah. watching me. People and, lost their shit when you yeah. did that. So, <laughs> hey, 
you know, we, opinions are like assholes. We all have them in yeah, a stink, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, my opinion is no better than anyone else's. Um, we had some Twitter questions this week. Yes, we did. We had three. Yes. From two people. From two people. Yes. So somebody pulled double time. Yeah. Mike, give us the first question. I will go with Bucks Brief. At Bucks Brief. Is it pretty much a lock that the belt goes on Sheamus at Survivor Series? Yeah. Not, a, not a lock. Not a, not a total lock. I don't. It's a wild card. It is a wild the, card, the, but it's not a total lock. You know, yeah. he was eliminated from the tournament in the first round. Yeah. Which means he probably won't have a match at Survivor Series, so there's always that right. threat of a cash-in. Now, do they waste it now? I mean, what we get? Let's say, okay. If Rain wins, so Reigns wins, he'd and Sheamus cashes in. That means Reigns is going to stay a face, right? Yeah. You're not going to have yeah. a heel. Heel. He's not going to win it as a heel, just to have another heel cash it in on him. Right. And you don't. You don't have a heel turn there. You just have a good match. Right. You know. Well, actually, so. what I what if, if they're going to do a cash and that means Ambrose and Reigns are going to beat the hell out of each other, like you like you and Greg said. Yeah, they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Do we even did y'all talk about that or were, were I we, think talking, we were about talking about that, that the, off the earlier, air? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the only way it would have to be like an edge scenario where the guy just can't do anything else to defend himself when he yeah. comes in, takes a broke kick, gets in, then Sheamus win. Yep. So I won't say it's a, I, I don't I think they're going to save the cash in. It's hard to say at this point. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, an so, injury, so inj- many plans all the way through WrestleMania have been rewritten at this point. Right. Because, I mean, the plan that I saw was that uh, Rollins was going to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah, at one point they were saying that. Mm-hmm. At one point, yeah. So, I mean, but so much has been rewritten right. now because, you know, Rollins is out and they they're, they don't have a champion. they got to build up for WrestleMania, you know, that's not happening right now. They're kind right. of spinning their wheels trying to do something. So, yeah, I it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Sheamus. You know, I I, I think he may he may be an unsuccessful cash in guy myself. Like, what if Reigns wins and he he wins as a face? Sheamus cashes in, then he beats Sheamus. How much of a slap? Like, in it the could face? be one of those where. You know, Sheamus comes in and like jumps. Let's just say it's Ambrose and Reigns in the finals. You know, he comes in, he he jumps Ambrose right afterwards, then takes out Reigns, and then as he is about to pin Reigns, Ambrose comes in for the save and right. You know, yeah, it could work out something like that. Yeah, yeah. There, it, it, there's just everything was thrown in a loop, and you can never plan for injuries. You know, you know, you just, you just can never plan for them. Nope. But I did bring. I mean, you know, I mean, this is all prior to the the injury, but. I mean, they were talking, you know, Sheamus was going to have a, a short title run. Yeah, yeah. So, and I I figured they would do that before WrestleMania season. Right. They're not going to have him as holding the title going into WrestleMania. I, you know you know what's going to be interesting to see? What happens with the Rumble this year? Yeah. So I think I think Seth they have getting last, hurt. They have that last Rumble up so bad. Well, that oh. – <laughs> Yes. Yes. Wait, that was a rumble last year. Yeah, yeah that was a rumble. <laughs> you know, one day I I tried to do a, my I tried to record my reaction to the rumble that night, mm-hmm. and it came out so bad. One day, when when I'll throw it in as some <laughs> bonus content, but it was <laughs> it it was so horrible. That will be on the DVD release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I'll plug that into an episode one time. Um, let's go to the next question. We can we can listen to it and laugh at it and yeah. poke fun at your at your reaction. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we got our friend Papa Joe. In terms of controversial storylines, what's too far? That's a good question. These days, I think anything involving kids, up to a certain point, you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, you couldn't have the storyline we talked about for years which of one? doing which one? The sledgehammer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, did, did I ever tell you this? So, no, like, uh, it, I, the ultimate heel move. Yeah, we talked about this when we worked at Putt Putt. <laughs> like, if you had like a, I was going to be good enough, Derek GED, mm-hmm. and I would come out. Basically, I was Damian Sandow before Damian Sandow was even. <laughs> so I'd come out, and but I would come out in a cap and gown. Yeah, and I come out to pomp and circumstance. Yeah, and um, we but Papa Joe actually was part of this tag team. He was Average Joe, and we were going to be Team 2.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bridget, another girl we worked with at Putt Putt, I won't say her last name, but she was going to be our manager, and she would do the Catholic schoolgirl thing. So it, it, you know, it all had this. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, we when it was time for us to break up and turn heel, I thought like the most dastardly thing you could do would be hit Bridget in the throat with a sledgehammer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you... You never will be a face again after doing something like that. (laughs) That'd be like the whole Gene Snitsky thing. Right. Like, where he killed the baby. When he punted the baby, which is like the funniest (laughs) raw moment ever. Punted a fake baby in the air. Like, I think even Stephen Punk said that was one of his favorite raw moments. It was like... It was hilarious. He just... (laughs) That kid just went flying. (laughs) But yeah, so you know, um, <laughs> I think that would be too controversial. I think that would be yeah, <laughs> violence too much, vi- especially in these days, the, these days and ages, you can't violence against women is never going to fly. Which I do not support any violence against any woman. And I, I uh, going doing anything against a woman these days is is treading a thin line, you know. And I think that's why <laughs> when I went over when I went over the uh, results for the Wildfire Lucha show, I. The w- the women wrestling the men, you know, didn't get over with me. Right. You know, I just it's it's always been a turn off for me to see women wrestling men. You know, because there's always an a, you say what you want to. There's always an advantage over a woman when you're wrestling them, unless you're fucking Ron Rousey, you right? Know, and you can beat the <laughs> hell out of somebody. You know, which I'd I'd, uh, I'd wrestle Ronda Rousey. I'd love to wrestle Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can have that ass whooping. Hey, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll take that ass whooping, son. But yeah, I'd, um, I'd wrestle on or I'd wrestle Ronda Rousey. You know, you know, it's I like remember. the picture I saw. It's one of hers where she's like, I think she's posing topless, but you know, covering up herself. Yeah. And it was like this guy just basically said, "Yeah, I, I understand it now." I'd laughed about fourteen seconds. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the storylines. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, <laughs> do you remember CM Punk and when he did the gimmick with uh, Rey Mysterio's daughter? Yeah, and he sang her that ha- creepy happy yeah. birthday. That yeah. was that was that was borderline. Yeah, for me, um, the Eddie oh. Eddie and Ray had yeah. the, he was the Over Jesus the custody. Heel. He yeah. was the Jesus heel. <laughs> yeah, you had the custody thing for. I forget Ray's son's name at the moment. And going back, Dominic. Dominic, that's yep. right. Yeah. And then go all the way back to ECW when you had the gimmick with the Sandman's kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was they did some crazy stuff with that. Mm-hmm. The fact that like the kid set him up to be caned by Raven. He set up his own father. Yeah. I mean, it's just 
So I think anytime you have to be careful when you get kids involved, like like this APW or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. when they actually had kids in the ring, that's going too far. That's going too far. Yeah, they don't don't ever make them a part of the action. I don't I don't think kids belong anywhere near a wrestling ring. Right. And I've told I've told multiple child children who have come to me to even ask to be trained that. I want you graduating high school first. Yes, because an education always comes first. Yeah, even Jerry well, Lawler, like, even Jerry Lawler told people that you know, just like get your education first, so you have something to fall back on if wrestling falls through. Right, and you know, th- and what what makes purpose perfect sense about that is like, you know, you go to you, you go to a school for wrestling, so it is kind of a vocational mm-hmm. thing. You're still getting a skill, yeah, and an education in something. So yes, I I perfectly agree. I think that's a Fine thing to tell anyone getting into the wrestling. Because you went with me that night to uh, Selmer. Yes. And you saw the girl come up with the baby, the high school chick who come up with the baby, you know, <laughs> and was coming up to me and going, you told me you was going to train me. I said, I told you I'd train you after you turned 18, didn't I? She goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and there she is sitting with a damn baby that's, you know, three months old or whatever, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you're not getting trained. <laughs> um, some more, like when the Undertaker was sacrificing people, that was starting to get a little too far out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie Vick, that that hey, was oh god, <laughs> that crossed the line. And back in ECW when they um, crucified uh, the Sandman, yeah, 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 that was that was that was way too controversial than it needed to be. I think today, I mean, it happened like ten years ago now. I think, but. If today Vince McMahon brought back the whole him and God or whatever, you know, when Shawn Michaels was teaming oh with my God, God, yeah, with that would the way, not get over. Today. No, I mean no. people are can't stand a red cup now, right? Yeah. So there's no man they they get crucified literally, yeah. right? Um, and there, I oh I had another good one. They're really pushing. Uh, think about if they tried to do another. If you had the same guys do the Nation of Impersonation today. <laughs> they would as soon as X-Pac walks out to the ring in blackface in blackface and a jerry curl yeah which that may actually been no I think it was a, a wig or something yeah, but yeah. He, well that's he kind of like his natural hair yeah, they, yeah really he would he, they the WWE every single civil rights activist group mm, would be coming yeah. after them now in the 90s during the Attitude Era people thought it was hilarious yeah I mean, hey, X-Pac, like, how do you talk a guy to that? Hey, we're going to put you in blackface and stuff a pillow up your shirt. You don't. He, you go back on the documentary, he did not want to be Mark Henry. No. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up tells people, like, I did not want to be Mark Henry. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Well, Joe gave us another question. Let's go ahead and get to it. All right, the big one. Who is to blame for the Montreal Screwjob? Oh, Crickets. that is a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, both sides of that thing. I don't. I don't think there was a right side. I don't think there was a right side either because I see both. I see the point of view from both sides. Oh yeah. And to be perfectly honest, at that point in WWE, WWF, WWF, at that point in WWF. I think Brett would have been doing people a favor by dropping the title to Michaels. Oh, yeah. Before leaving for WCW. I mean, if I absolutely just had to choose, you know, I guess who was more wrong in that, I, I've i always thought Brett. Yeah. 
I don't think so. I I think if, if Brett was a good businessman, he would not have had a problem with dropping the title to Shawn, right. Shawn Michaels before leaving. I, but not, I'll put well, it that I don't, way. You know, but, I, but, you know, he is a good businessman, and he's not going to drop the title in Canada. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, he is – who's the most over guy in Canada at the time? Yeah. Brett Fart. He had – Brett Fart. He did just own you. Brett Fart. No, he, he, said, said. he said Brett Fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Fart. Whoops. That, talk about a Freudian slip. Yeah. But, no, I, I think – I think there's different ways of looking at the situation. I mean, you can go the way that, you know, Brett – being a good businessman should have dropped the title. And you can go the way that Vince, being able to trust his workers, should have trusted Brett yeah. to do the right thing. Right. Which And I I do think Brett would have gone with the finish they had, which was supposed to be a big riot at the end of it and no contest. And then I think he said he was going to drop the title the next night on Raw, wasn't he? I don't remember. I think that's what the... Yeah, plan was something like that. It would have been it would have been fine if they'd have done it that way, you know. Yeah, but man, it, I, I the just way, the way it turned out, it just was not good for both sides. You know who's to blame? Kevin Dunn. What we'll just <laughs> you got? <laughs> <laughs> you go on your Kevin Dunn kick just randomly. <laughs> it's been a while since he's uttered that. I know. I, it's, I, it's sitting in the back of his head, and it kicks to the front every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on i pulled up this uh crazy vince mcmahon stories i want you to hear some of these oh god uh vince hates sneezing when someone sneezes he yells at them and tells them to control themselves <laughs> on the rare occasion vince sneezes he angrily mutters to himself himself and loses focus for a few minutes like that's from Paul Heyman. So, and I've heard he cusses himself a little. He'll be like, "A chew, oh fuck!" <laughs> you know? Like, here's here's a funny one. Vince went bowling with someone. Might have been an NBC exec. The guy had done something Vince didn't like. Obviously, since they were bowling, they were wearing bowling shoes. Vince sneaked off, got the guy's real shoes from behind the counter, tossed his shoes in the garbage, and left. Damn. <laughs> the guy had no idea where his shoes were and had to go home wearing the gross bowling shoes. Vince contacted him later and said, that's what you get, pal. The guy wrote a book and said that Vince was the biggest jerk jerk he had ever met in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He once had Jonathan Coachman fake arrested, and like they actually took him off in a car and then turned around and brought him back. I think I've heard that story. Um, He had steroids delivered directly to his office. Vince got wasted at a strip club and let the Hart Foundation hit their finisher on him, and they hit him really hard. That is hilarious. Uh, I'm like trying to picture that happening in my head, you know, like on a strip stage. (laughs) All right. This is a great story. Um, Mark Henry told this story on uh, Jericho's podcast. Okay. Apparently, Vince invited Mark Henry to a workout session. Bear in mind that Mark Henry's claim as world's strongest man is based on the fact he's the only man to have competed at top-level Olympic lifting, powerlifting, and strongman competitions. Mm Mm-hmm. Vince tried to out-rep him on every exercise. Oh, wow. Henry went along with it because he's naturally competitive and even admitted that Vince tested him a little bit. The next day, Vince phone marked in great pain and admitted he had made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says there's an edit, and Mark ac- Mark says that he actually quit before Vince did. Hmm. I mean, there's some... There, there's wow. some 
Here, oh, okay. This will be the last one because I think it's this is also one of the funniest ones. Vince was hesitant to hire Gail Kim due to her being Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross convinced him not only because of her in-ring talent, but the fact that many men are attracted to Asian women and that there are even lots of Asian porn sites on the internet. <laughs> this apparently shocked the hell out of Vince, who had no idea Asian porn sites existed. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> what? What? Asian porn. They've got that stuff on the internet. What? <laughs> I didn't know Asians could do porn. <laughs> so. Well, guys, oh, that is all I've got for this week. Um, I got one more quick go thing. Ahead. Oh, go ahead. Brad Maddox. Oh, oh we, yeah. <laughs> we got to see the return of Brad Maddox. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not even real news that The Undertaker was on The Tonight Show. No, it was it's the, who the turkey was. <laughs> th- there was a Brad Maddox sighting. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, I could see how they pitched that to him. It's like, hey, Brad, uh, you get to work with The Undertaker this week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On Fallon. What? So you're going to be dressed in turkey. You're, you're going to be a turkey. You're yeah, going to no, be the no, guy no. like It wasn't even like, you know, you're going to be a turkey. It was like, here, put this on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if, like. <laughs> Cover your face. I wonder if Undertaker, if they asked, like, hey, who do you want to come with you? And he just kind of pointed back there. And yeah. <laughs> Brad Maddox was like, hey, he pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed at me. He yeah. wants to work with me. <laughs> And you're like, uh, sorry, Brad. <laughs> but that actually was a cool segment. And the best part about it is, like, there was no un- Undertaker stayed in character. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That was Fallon great. tried to shake his hand, and Undertaker yeah, just, just kind of looked down at him like, the yeah. hell? I, <laughs> I bet you Fallon was like, yeah, uh, that was stupid of me. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was stupid. Uh, yeah. Okay, don't offer your hand to the Undertaker. Well, guys, it's that time. We like to do this at the end of the show every week. I like to get Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you this. Who is your Superstar of the Week? I heard a little Vince in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got I to say Superstar of the Week. Get me a burrito. <laughs> Dan, Dan, give me your Superstar All right, of the Week. All right. I'm going uh, to take yours from last week, and I'm going to say Dustin Starr. Cool. Congratulations, uh, Dustin. Third place. He made third place in his competition, and he qualified for national competition. That was mine last week. So that yours, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, because I went to the show. That's right. You went, you went to the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That was yours. I'm and stealing. Then, I'm stealing yours from last week. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dustin will be happy to know he's superstar of the week twice. Yeah, yeah, he he, 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 comment, he he commented on that on Facebook. Actually. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, I love the little emoji he put up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Mike. I'm going with The Undertaker. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, not only he had a good showing coming back this week, you know, after being abducted, uh, but also he tombstoned a turkey. Yeah. He tombstoned a Maddox turkey. Yeah. That's got to be worth something, right? Yeah. Is that a I mean, it, <laughs> The Undertaker's career is moving up. Yeah. When, you, when you're working with Brad Maddox. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's putting you on the map. It, He's got some good stuff coming for him, I can tell you that. Oh, man, have we gone south okay, now. We, 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 won't call it, uh, Brad, I mean, we won't call it Brad Maddox anymore. We'll call it Madurky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who do I want to make my Superstar of the Week? Uh, haven't been any local shows lately. Uh, this is your segment. Dude. I know, man. I came up with this. I can't even think of a superstar take, uh, of the week. Superstar of the week for five hundred, Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give. Uh, hmm, 
I want to go for someone from Raw this week. But you know what? I saw Kevin Owens do this promo where he was like laying on a rolling cart yes, or something. Yes. And he just kind of pushed himself away. Yes. Kevin Owens is my superstar of the week. Was it JoJo that was interviewing yeah. him? And he was like, your perfume's really bothering me right now. I can't take it. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is going to be it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and subscribing on iTunes. Easiest way to get to this podcast is go to iTunes on your little iPhone, iPad, and subscribe there, and then you'll automatically download any new episode release. Also, be sure you're following us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. And beautycounter.com slash Abigail Schropel. Got to make the plugs for the wife because that's how good of a husband I am. Don't look at me like yeah, that. Do not your, look at me like that. Get your booty on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to edit that part out. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, be sure you're following me on Twitter, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at one dangerous Dan. I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you uh, head out and check out some other wrestling podcasts. Now that you're done listening to this one, at Kayfabe Connection, that's the letter K, Fabe Connection, and my buddy Shaggy and Corey over at TTHMC Podcast on Twitter, the three-handled Moss Covered Wrestling Podcast. I nailed it this time, Shaggy. I love that one. Is that not the best name? I I haven't even listened to the show, and I already (laughs) love it. There's only one podcast. There's only one better named podcast than the three-handled moss-covered wrestling podcast. That's right. That's the Oversell podcast. That's right. We I really thought you were going to do the effect on that and no. close out, but no. you ruined <laughs> it, so thanks. You missed no. the oppor- There's so many missed opportunities with the yeah. effect. That's all right. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. We're going to get out of here. Just a reminder, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.